there's a diff- there's a different thing that's going on now, and which is professionalism is just as important in as the music and everything else. You know, yeah. you show up to a gig now, the bars, the promoter, everybody's that has their money involved. If you're not, not there early, ready mm-hmm. to go, yeah. sober, on it, yeah. and like tight, yeah. Why do they want to book you again? You know, yeah. Like, like back in my early days, you could you know show up late and be mm. looking however you want and just like be like you know, have a bunch of attitude. Yeah. And if the music was good and you brought a good crowd, you're fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're totally yeah. fine. Um, but nowadays you go over your time, you, you mess with that stuff unless you're big and established. Yeah. There's too many options for the promoter and for the, for the club mm. that aren't a headache, you know? Yeah. You want to not be a headache. You want to yeah. be, like, oh, yeah, he made it easy. He, they they yeah, brought a yeah. crowd. They were professional. Yeah. I'm hiring them again. I'm paying them more money, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a huge point. I think um, that there's, like, famous stories of Guns N' Roses and stuff, and two hours later, the audience waiting two hours for the performance. I don't think that would happen. They wouldn't wait anymore because they paid a fortune for the tickets. And this is even for a really established act. You know, yeah. there's, there's documentary footage of Axel Rose turning up. And I'm saying, Axel, Axel, where have you been? Where have you been? I was taking a shower. You know, and it's like yeah. that kind of rock star thing that we really did put up with for years and years. I, I, I feel like that's, that's gone now. Um, and at all levels, whether you're huge or um, just starting out, but I mean, even more so if you're starting out, bad attitude will kill your career. Um, mm-hmm. you need to be, um, you need to respect everybody you're, that's around you. You can't go around. I don't think you should go around thinking you're the star or whatever. Uh, even if you do privately, even if you, you, you have a, a, a big sense of your, your own importance, I think that's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so long as you're respectful to the people around you, but don't give people an opportunity to say when you're, when you're on stage, be the star. Yeah. Ah, yeah. But yeah. Besides absolutely. that. Yeah. Besides yeah. that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a trap, I think, um, especially with with things like electronic music and and, and DJing. They can be quite um, solitary pursuits, and you get really good responses from people. Um, you probably get a better response. I mean, how many times have you seen like a a, a band playing in your local? town and they're getting a pretty lukewarm response and they might be really really good but the dj comes on afterwards and plays a few um club classics and all those same people go 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 bananas they're dancing you know they're a bit drunker by that point and you can really feel like you are you know bossing it and it you know it's yours um and i think i've seen it happen so many times um i've probably been i've probably been um suspect susceptible to to doing this on occasion when i was younger uh, but you do start to feel like you really are um, pretty special. And that's a huge trap. Yeah. Yeah, that is a huge trap. Because you're only special for that little time. Well, exactly. <laughs> and when that's yeah. over, you got to hustle and get the next gig. Yeah. And you got to do better than you just did. Yeah. You know? And I think I think there's people want, like, the music industry's changed dramatically uh, since the time of Napster. And for a long time, it just cut the knees out of 
the industry and suddenly everyone could steal whatever music they wanted. Uh, they didn't even see it as stealing. There wasn't even a moral question about it. And the income from sales just radically dropped. And I think that pushed a lot of people out of the industry. At the same time, um, you had this kind of leveling of the playing field we were talking about earlier, where suddenly um, you can make studio grade, professional grade sounding music in your bedroom with limited funds and limited range of, of, of devices or plugins or whatever. And uh, suddenly there was more music than ever before being put out there and less income being derived from it. And I think one of the positive things about that is that the people that were left really love music and they put on shows that are a gamble or they, they put out records that are a gamble with their own money. Um, even the independents um, are up to a fairly reasonable size. It's, they're always gambling and they're, they're, they're always two bad shows or two bad releases away from going under. And I think when you're in that position, um, which is probably the vast majority of the music industry up to that kind of more elite level, you do it for the love and therefore you want to enjoy it and therefore you don't want to repay people who are assholes. That was, yeah, that's a gem. That's 100% true. If you're not going to, if you, if this doesn't keep you awake at night, how much you love it, how much yeah. you love music and how much you love this whole act of doing it, yeah, you need, you should treat it as a hobby or as a side profession because it's, it takes a big sacrifice, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think even like, if you treat it as a hobby, as a, you know, just, yeah. just love it. Otherwise, what's the mm -hmm. point? Yeah. Enjoy it. I'm, and you know, I don't. I know people on tour mm. and living this life that that they were wishing they could live when they were younger. Yeah, looking up to it, and yeah, it's, it's a, at a certain point they just want to be home. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> and it's course. hard. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard. Uh, and I know it's it's like oh, woes me. But um, yeah, DJ's complaining. So yeah, everybody's complaining. <laughs> have you but, seen that? Have you but, seen that Twitter yeah. handle? No, I, I'm going to look uh, it up now. Yeah, <laughs> DJ's complaining. It's pretty funny. But I think, I mean, I think the what I'm trying to get at though is like, it's it's you don't get into this for the money. You no. don't you you don't get into making music for the money. Get into making music because you love music, and yeah. then find ways to make money within music. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And you can have a very good life in a hundred different ways related to music. You can teach, mm -hmm. you can write music, you can um, perform music, you can be in cover bands, you can be a DJ, you can yeah. do all sorts of things and yeah. you can make a full living and there's room for everybody. Mm -hmm. You do not, it's not a zero sum game. It's not, if one person's succeeding, it doesn't mean that you're not succeeding. Like, yeah, I just, absolutely. I just see it that yeah. way. I just see it that way because there's there's room there's room to make money there's room to make a living with it there is but it will probably not be as lucrative as maybe some idol that you're looking up to or maybe you will be and that's great and i, yeah, I hope everybody has that type of success but. yeah of course but it's kind of a pyramid scheme i mean like there in order for there to be these elite um, guys making all the money and guys and girls, of course, um, there kind of has to be like a, a, an underbelly of every, everybody else just kind of trying their best and seeing what happens. Um, and yeah, you're right. If you're not, if you're not loving it during that stage, you probably won't love it when you get to the top either. 
that's the other thing. Um, I think it's, it's, it's not necessarily, um, easy. Like there's a big mental health crisis, uh, in music, in the music industry that needs addressing. And I think that, I mean, I remember speaking to, uh, a fairly, um, fairly successful DJ in the UK, uh, a friend of mine, uh, from my hometown, um, went on to do some really big things and tour the world and stuff, um, DJ Chiba. And uh, I remember telling him how much, how frustrated I was. I really, I want to make it as a DJ. I want to be getting bigger bookings. I want to be touring more. I want to be doing this. I want to be doing that. And he, he kind of, he sort of said, well, are you sure? Because he wasn't really enjoying it. And he had, he'd been working for it for 10 years. He got it and was like, yeah, but I want to be with my kids. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, I think what it's all boils down to, isn't it? What we're talking about is, uh, just l like, make sure you love it and love it for the right reasons and love the right parts of it. Uh, otherwise it might, it might end up being a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, poison chalice. Nice. Yeah. Nice way to put it. I always feel also thinking back on people that I know that have had a lot of success in music, different ways mm. that they have actually, um, they've had a lot of different roles in music, you know? Yeah. They might've worked for, um, a band. They might've played on tour. They might've gone and toured the world and then mm -hmm. they might be working at a guitar store and yeah. then they might, you know, release an instructional DVD or they might teach lessons online and they might teach at a university. Yeah. And all these things, you know, can happen. Right. Yeah. Of course. And actually to, to when I really think about it, Almost all the really successful musicians I know have had those multiple roles. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and it's rare that a person gets into a role where they have really long longevity and they stay in there. Um, yeah. It's much more common that, let's say in the composer world, it's much more common that you do, you have some TV shows, you might do some movies, and then you might end up teaching a bit more. Yeah. Um, or if you're really lucky, you know, that sustains you and you can stay doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those things can ebb and flow. Yeah. Um, so be flexible, I suppose, is, is, is part of what you're saying, right? Well, if you love it enough, you love all aspects of it. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I think you have to love doing the dirty work. I think you have to love mm. doing the hustling. You have to love doing the paperwork. You have to love a little bit of promoting yourself. Yeah. you know, making a website I, for yourself. I don't know about that. I like, yeah. I agree with you completely. And I had so much more hunger for it when I was younger, but that is something that I just, I let a lot of that slide now. I just can't be bothered. <laughs> but that's it. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you want this other stuff, yeah. you want to, yeah. you got to kind of, you have to put in that work. Yeah, you do. I, I, you do. And, and, you know, that's just, I think everyone's got their different, um, re relationship to that. I love watching the, um, some of the younger guys coming through. Um, I mean, I think one of a really good example of this is, is a guy we've just got to do the, one of our expansion packs for beat, uh, for captain beat Eldre, uh, Eldre, the giant, his social media game is phenomenal. Like it's just, it's, it's perfect. Like it, it it's a masterclass in how to adapt to, this kind of, uh, I mean, internet world makes me sound about a hundred years yeah. old, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. the socials are all on point. His image is on point. He's thought about everything, but he also presents a really relaxed image, but he does like his, the, the biggest, um, 
parts of what he does. The, uh, the, uh, how am I say the most visible, the, the most seen aspects of what he does isn't necessarily the music that he makes for himself to release as LJ the Giant. It's uh, his tutorials. Mm-hmm. He gets hun- yeah. hundreds of thousands of views on some of his tutorials. And um, yeah. he's really successful at that. But he also sells beats uh, to, to rappers. He's got loads of production credits through that. He also sells sample packs. He, or, you know, he, he's just, it's... I mean, it's he also um, has a remix. He has a remix with like 6 million views. Y- yeah, I mean, so, yeah. He's put, um, but he, start, yeah. he didn't start... Um, he couldn't have started imagining it would go as well as it, it has, but he's just played it really smart. He's put the time in to the underside, the non-creative side, um, mm-hmm. but he's been really creative with that. He's seen the potential to be creative in the stuff that seems like admin. And I, I, I really yeah, admire exactly. him for that. Yeah, and he works, you know, he works really hard, but you can also yeah. just tell that he's an incredibly nice guy. Yeah, absolutely. Then like that that really comes cares. back to what we were saying before. People yeah. want to engage with him because he seems like he'd be really cool to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Hats off to him. But I think he's a great example for anybody out there wondering like what they should be doing to be, to get visible. I think he's um, he's yeah the example. You know, you, there, I'll give you another one. So I would say Eldre's coming up right now. Yeah, totally. You, know? yeah. And, you can see the know, you can see the velocity yeah. gaining. Yeah. And if and actually, because I follow him on social, and we've talked a couple times. He actually just recently um, left his full time job oh, and right, was cool. able to do that. So huge mm. congratulations! I mean, yeah, well deserved. And I wish you know years and years of success for him. Yeah, and I I believe he will be. Another guy to check out is a guy named Daniel Donato, who mm-hmm. is on um, he's on Twitter. He's on right. TikTok. He's he's everywhere, mm-hmm. and he's on on Instagram. He is like a much more well established version of Eldre. Like Eldre in a okay. few years from now. Yeah. Okay. And this guy makes all he does is make content and right. play guitar and tour playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's incredible. Like all he does is he has a green screen room. His like his workflow is go to the gym early in the morning, practice guitar for a few hours then make some content with your dad in a green screen room. You know, right. like that, yeah. that's what he does every day. That's cool. And it's, it's killer. It's like, I think look at those examples because the thread between the two of them is they're both really likable. Mm. They're young, they're hustling and they're finding a way to use the social medias to help yeah. themselves and to give back. Yeah. And, yeah, I think I, th- I think they're not seeing problems; they're seeing opportunities, which I know is a bit of a corny phrase, but I think it's probably true. I think um, they're. I mean, I'm guessing he's he's younger than us as well. Um, I oh, feel yeah. like these guys have grown up with this social media world that we kind of were like we invite. We, it happened in front of us, and we latched on, but we didn't grow up with it as just part of the natural order of things. So I think they are less intimidated, perhaps, by um, by the speed of change and by the opportunities that new new things like TikTok or um, Instagram or whatever um, bring along with them. They just see they see opportunities. They see, oh, I could probably do that, or if I did that, I bet that would be popular. I bet I could, you know, do this, um, do this, do that, and uh, make it work for themselves rather than thinking, oh, that looks a bit weird. 
<laughs> Don't yeah, do they're it. not intimidated by it. it. Yeah, it's you're right. It is an opportunity for them. It's a whole industry for them, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Whereas, you know, speaking for myself, I was fortunate enough that I was able to find opportunity without that. And I was able yeah. to make music and make a living without ha- uh, having to be a public figure, which is actually not something I'm, I I ne- have feel a need to do in any no. way, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel a need to make music mm. and I feel a need to, you know, socialize and work with others. That, that part, I, I you know, drives me. Yeah. But yeah. it's a, it's a different, it's what drives you. And, yeah, of um, course. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's not the only way, is it? I mean, this is for, this is a good example for people who want to be um, kind of publicly successful. But yeah, there's, as you were saying before, there's just so many different roles within the music industry that, that need to be, fulfilled and performed and and no matter your sort of character makeup or what you want to get out of it um there's there's stuff there's exciting stuff to do in this wonderful industry yeah and so speaking of this wonderful industry um you and i both work for mixed and key we do and let's talk a little bit about captain plugins as our sponsor Good idea yes indeed <laughs> um, we probably should have talked about that a little bit more towards the beginning but we had a nice no, chat it was yeah. That was fun. Um, yeah, so, well, what should we say about them? I mean, I think that they, they, it chimes in with a few things that we've um, we've already said about wanting the ability to kind of have a faster workflow, to get there faster. Um, and I think, for me, Captain Plugins has done that, particularly with chords, because I'm not classically trained like you. Um, you can play the guitar and the piano beautifully already, and you know chord progressions. But I didn't until I started working for mixed in key if i played chords it was literally trial and error on the keyboard um so for me the ability to kind of um you know just kind of create something a bit a bit more complex a bit deeper um to create something that i couldn't play um it's been it's i think it's a real real um valuable asset in my music that's yeah for me I have a different point of view, like you mm. said, but it's been a big, important asset. What's I use? I use Captain Chords, even though yeah, I can play piano, um, mm. because it makes me think in a different way than my hands think. You know, right? Um, yeah. Everybody has muscle memory in their yeah. hands yeah. for yeah. things you play. There's things you go to. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. And so, like, if me, you, if you play a C minor, you might you just feel naturally drawn towards playing like an uh, I don't know an F minor or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's just things I naturally do, you know. And if I were to, if I open up Captain Chords and I look at it in a different light, mm. and I then I you know I create different music than I would normally make. That's really I kind of see it. I see it as like. A, as another person in the room, in a sense, like if you play music with people and you have them around, you, you will write differently, yeah. work differently mm. than if you're working alone. Mm. And, and with Captain Plugins, I'll, I will write differently and I will make music that I don't normally make. And that's a good thing. Yeah. It, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's like uh, Amnesiac, Radiohead. Um, mm-hmm. They just put the guitars down and went, we're going to go and find a whole bunch of synths and drum machines that we don't know how to use. And we're going to learn how to use them while making some music. And they came out with one of the albums of a timeless album. 
of incredible That's music and they didn't know what they were doing, but they had a new, they, they were, they, they switched up the workflow and it made them think differently. So they did something different. So are you guaranteeing that if you like just pick up Captain Plugins, you will make the next Amnesiac? Is that what you're trying to? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. All right, well, there. Get Captain yeah. <laughs> Plugins today at mixedinkey.com. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a bargain, yeah. really, isn't it, if you think about it? <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, right now, there's still a promotion in place, which if you get Captain Plugins and Captain Beat together, it's $99. $99, and that's, yeah. Insane. That is a lot of plugins for the money. You get Captain Chords, Captain yeah. Deep, Captain Melody, yeah. Captain Play, and yeah. Captain Beat. That's five plugins you're averaging 20 bucks a pop. It's insane. And insane. I mean, yeah. it, it's the only one of its kind where you have generating MIDI, like a MIDI generator songwriting tool that helps you write music that all works in key and uh, make great music. So give it a try. Yeah. Uh, you have a 30-day trial. We will refund you if you don't like it within 30 days. Yeah, so what's the lose? We certainly will. Mm-hmm. We certainly will. Yeah, drop me an email with your VIP code and you can get a refund if you don't like it. We don't ask any questions. Um, but most people don't do that because uh, it really it really does change um, change the, the musical lives of a lot of people, um, regardless of your, your current ability level. Um, I think one of the things I love about it is that it gives me, like as a non-theory, non-classically trained musician, um, I've been releasing music professionally for over 10 years before I got these plugins. And the one thing is, is that I couldn't quite escape this slight feeling. It didn't hold me back, but it was a slight feeling that I'm like, I'm making this up. Like I'm, (laughs) I don't know if this is musically correct. So I didn't feel totally confident with that. My baseline was completely right with my chord progression. Is it, does it sound okay? Yeah, I guess it sounds okay. Like you can be happy with it, but it's really pleasing in Captain Plugins to just, it gives you that confidence that like, you know, how to explain it, where my melody is in key and scale with my chords. My bass line is in key and scale with both of those. If I still don't like the way it sounds, of course I can change it. And if I want to make it out of key and scale, then I can choose to do that. But just to, just to, to not come from a formal background and to feel like confident with that enables me to move on to the next part of my track without spending quite so long double thinking or second guessing. Excellent. That's great. Um, drop us a line at support at Mixed and Key. Put uh, contact, contact at oh, mixedinkey.com. Okay, we can edit that out. <laughs> drop, us a li- <laughs> drop us a line at contact at mixedinkey.com. And in the subject line, please write podcasts and any questions you have or things you want us to cover in you know upcoming podcasts. We'll be glad to do it. Thanks for checking us out, and we will be back soon. Have a great day, Adam. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Isaac. Speak to you soon, mate.